0: Welcome to My Pirate Wife Podcast. I am Dawn Davis, and this is my co-host and my pirate wife, Tita Moyers. We are bold, queer, ethically non-monogamous, sex-positive, kinky, clean and sober storytellers, putting the insides on the outside and the messy on display.
1: Authentic and unscripted, we talk about topics not brought up in polite conversation. Relationships, intimacy, unapologetic self awareness, sexuality, healing, and personal growth. We are provocative and controversial. Nothing is taboo.
0: Hi, Vita. Hi, Vixen.
1: I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I want
0: to talk about heartbreak.
1: Let's talk about some motherfucking heartbreak.
0: <laughs> I um I'm leaving this place. Yes. Where I have been for 20 Oh god, I can feel it already. Where I have been for 25 years. And for the people following along, they know, but any new listeners, um I am going to leave the place in Northern California where I've been for 25 years. I have raised my daughter, co-parented with my ex and um, had a career as an educator, classroom educator and I am letting all of it go. I think that this place is too small for me and I need something different and I've wanted something different for years and years but now I'm actually selling my house and saying goodbye and coming to you yeah we're gonna travel and we're gonna maybe live together after we travel assuming that we can still stand each other
1: yeah that's the stipulation we'll decide after but the plan is
0: that's the plan currently (laughs) yeah and um I'm thrilled, okay. I'm excited, I'm hopeful, I'm looking forward to the adventure and I'm also really fucking sad.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty normal. I mean, I've moved a lot and I still, it's also, I'm also scared every time I move somewhere because it's unknown to me, but it's exciting.
0: I'm scared. I'm scared to be leaving my foundation. I'm scared Mm -hmm. to be leaving my friends, scared to leave my daughter, scared to leave my career, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: my home, the stability, all my shit. (laughs) I'm leaving it all. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye stuff. Yeah. And um yeah, some of my friendships, all of my friendships will change.
1: Right. And you will make new friends.
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't have any worry about that. I'm so good at making friends and reaching out and connecting with people. And I'm, you know, I'm extroverted and awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the leaving
1: part
0: is hard. And so I wanted to talk today about
1: Because breaking up is hard to do. (laughs) They say that breaking up is hard to do. do I sing that song to you when I wake up in the morning. Because waking up is hard to do. do. Uh, Sorry, I had to.
0: So, heartbreak. I want to know if you've ever broken anyone's heart.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You I, I, yeah. You know, it's actually funny about this. Um, I have a tattooed, uh, it's called a rocker, across my belly. It says inamorata, which is Latin for like female, beloved female lover. Um, I was going to get heartbreaker. <laughs> I'm so glad that I didn't. I'm so glad that I did not get that. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've been a bit of a heartbreaker in, in my life. You want me to tell you specifics of specific times?
0: I mean, I mean, can you think of one, can you think of one specific time where you have broken someone's heart?
1: Yeah. Um, I had this girlfriend in high school, Julia, and I didn't know how to deal with the situation. okay, this is a little a little bit weird. Like I would have these this thing. I, I I equate it to me having uncomfortable feelings about being gay, openly gay, even though I was, um it there were still times that I recoiled and felt super weird. So this was one of those times, and I just shunned her like stopped we we lived in a dorm room together you know we went to boarding school together it was pretty hard to do and I did and I think it was devastating for her and I feel I feel awful about it she's definitely somebody that I owe amends to for that it, but not just that all of my friends shunned her as well Oof. yeah it was it was pretty harsh so because it's not I even, was having feelings about how to deal with my queerness.
0: Yeah, it's not even that you ghosted her; like you were right there in her presence. <laughs> oh yeah, no, shunning. there
1: was shunning. There was no, there was no ghosting because it wasn't. I mean, we lived, you know, in the closest of proximity to one another, and went to school together, and had the same friends, and she was part of my f- friend group and you know if, if i was like nope they followed suit yeah that makes me feel it makes me feel like such an asshole saying this now mind you i was 17 years old
0: right i can see your face though i can see you like cringing oh, as awful. you're talking about it. it makes me
1: feel like a horrible human being
0: yeah have you ever
1: has your heart broken? Oh, yes. <laughs> I feel like I've had my heart broken more than I've broken hearts. There's a, this another instance that I can think of. I was, um, it was my first girlfriend. I was 13 years old. She was 18. <laughs> um, I think that's illegal. It but...
0: is illegal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um it, it was a secret because she wasn't openly gay I hadn't really come out at that point and it was all very very secretive she graduated I was in eighth grade she was a senior and yeah <laughs> and
0: I'm making a face <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and um she went she graduated high school and I um was devastated absolutely like i thought that i this is when i thought i actually was going to die of a broken heart i really did so she she went off and uh, started seeing a woman who was much more age appropriate 25 you know at the time and we would write letters actual handwritten letters back and forth to each other and she told me about her and i was even more devastated and I would stare out the window <laughs> in the car or in the house, and my sister's husband Roman—I love him. My brother, he—he he would he would go, he would, he would sing that police song, every Birthday. you make. <laughs> like I was like, this is obsessed.
0: gonna be the singing episode.
1: <laughs> was, every move yeah. you make, yeah, which is you know, and I'd be like, shut up, Roman. You know, and he was like, I know your heart's broken, but you know, you're 13. This is, this is going to be nothing. And now I absolutely laugh about it, but I thought I was going to die of a broken heart. And I thought I'd never go away. I thought I'd never fall in love again. I thought there was, you know, all the things I'm queer. I'm never going to find another woman. Like that's the only one on the planet.
0: This is a pattern for you.
1: Yes, I know. It's (laughs) awful. (laughs)
0: You're still feeling that way.
1: I know it's ridiculous. It's so ingrained in me.
0: Yeah.
1: What yeah. about you, heartbreaker? Yora, heartbreaker, heartbreaker.
0: <laughs> dreammaker, yeah. love taker. Don't you mess around with me, Yora? Um, I, well, I broke your heart.
1: You absolutely did break my heart. Yeah. you broke my heart yes
0: so we um we met almost 18 months ago and I was instantly attracted to you but also um you were brand new to a 12-step program brand new sober and that is absolutely unacceptable no we, yeah a total no-no um they call that 13th stepping getting involved mm-hmm. with a, a newcomer Mm-hmm. and so I really I struggled with that I struggled with my attraction to you and I would you know we're long distance so we would talk on the phone or video chat and um, I just I just love you and you know I was getting to know you and you're so very interesting and then you would tell me about some nefarious things that you're involved in before you got sober and I was like oh shit like this is way too close <laughs> to Danger. a life yeah I do not want this life so then I went back away and well there then, were
1: there were three times yeah so that
0: was one another yeah. time was um when you came out as a tobacco smoker mm-hmm. and I was like nope that's a deal breaker because you mm-hmm. and that's I just Ew.
1: yeah um that was super early on so i was just like okay
0: yeah whatever <laughs> so you're like really
1: <laughs> yeah really um,
0: <laughs> and
1: what was the third thing
0: was the big one the third one
1: uh the big one was the third one yeah, yeah
0: so then i came to see you and we spent i don't know a week short of a week together and um when i returned home i just realized like absolutely not i'm i'm for so many reasons. One, I was getting distracted from my own life and focus and the things that I was trying to do, but also you were new and it you know, just wasn't a good match at the time. And I know that I left there telling you that I was in and then I came home and told you that I was out and also that I didn't want to talk to you for five days. Yeah,
1: that was what was so hard. Um, yeah. I was, of course, spinning spiraling on this end and then i couldn't talk to you like at all and i reached out i think maybe three or four days in and i said you know this is can can we talk about this and you said you have to talk to someone else you need to talk to someone else yeah yeah
0: um and for me like i needed the space to get clear and I know, you know, it, I know it was awful. And I know that it was painful and, and devastating. And I was really worried about you. Other because people going were...
1: relapse. Yeah. Um, I stayed sober out of spite. You did. Fuck that bitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, the scarlet letter, we joke about me getting a scarlet 13 okay.
1: tattooed on my body. <laughs> I'm going to do it for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 13 stepper. Um, anyway. And then, you know, we got back in touch and stayed in touch and our relationship has ebbed and flowed and changed and morphed and now i'm it just i'm admitting it here on in public for everyone to know that i just adore you and i love you and you are my pirate wife and um, we're going to cohabitate and we still have other interests and other Platonic and romantic interests and whole lives separate from one another, and that we, you know, are going to date other people and we're probably going to have sex with other people, and we're going to flirt with other people, and that's part of our dynamic, and we get to have that together.
1: Yeah, I love that. Our, I love, I, I think we had to go through that. I think that. Uh, you know, you were going to move here and then I was going to move to New York City with you. It was like, I mean, we're talking in like a month because we were... Yeah, to, we were, we were on a, a bullet out. train. <laughs> yeah. A new hall bullet train. Jesus. And, you know, we, we were so into each other and it, it was actually really great that you did that. I think you could have done it in a kinder fashion. Probably. Uh, but, but I didn't know that, how. But it doesn't matter. It is what yeah. it is. And actually I think what it did for for me was I was like, okay, so this is some radical acceptance here for real. You know, she, she's, she doesn't want to be with you. Okay. There's nothing that I'm not going to grovel and beg and that's just not me. It's not ever going to happen. So I kind of, um, I accepted, I really accepted that I had a couple of girlfriends in between as well. And, um, I accepted that. And I also was like, the way that we have structured our relationship is so that I can't, I won't be hurt like that again. You're not my everything. You're not my all, you know, whole world that can come collapsing down. And this is great. I get to go, you know, get my mitts on bunny soon. <laughs> you know, this is great. But we, you are my anchor partner. You are my pirate wife. You're my jam and we're going to live together. But I still have to get to have those things.
0: And for anybody who doesn't know what a pirate wife is, the very first episode from season one talks about it. We made it up. Yeah. And it suits us really well. You know, as we are talking about this, I'm thinking too about another um, time when I broke someone's heart. Yeah.
1: And that
0: is, um, So my partner before you Mm -hmm. uh, is someone who we had, you and I have a 10 year age gap. Some people call me a cougar. You are Um, a cougar. (laughs) Yeah. So she is 20 years younger than I am. She and I got together and uh, then she moved back to this area to be with me. We didn't Mm -hmm. live together. We lived close. And, um, there are some differences um between us and our lives um, as is going to be true with someone who is 20 years older or younger um naturally but we also have some other differences and when she was going to move back to san francisco um even though i love her love her currently even though i love her i knew that the age gap, the distance, and some other lifestyle differences between us were going to be too much for me. And so um, I I told her that, you know, we, were, we broke up. And it wasn't planned. I didn't have that in mind. I wasn't thinking that we should break up. But we were you having- broke a-
1: up with her. Well, I did. Yeah. I, I
0: And it wasn't, again, it wasn't intentional. We were talking and one thing welled up after another. And she said, this sounds like a breakup. And I said, I think it is. And um, it was devastating for both of us which, because I love her. Uh-huh. And it was a difficult decision to make. Uh, and uh, so she moved back to San Francisco. And a few months later, I you know, showed up on her doorstep and we were back together for a while again um, because I missed her because you know what we had was beautiful and important and still those differences existed we still have contact and we're friendly and I want everything good for her and I love her and I'm so happy for her life but um, but she's not for me
1: yeah <clears throat>
0: and I to say that you know just because I said I wanted to end the relationship. Does not make it easy. Does not make it painless. Right. I, I trot right there. Oh, I guess nobody can see that points <laughs> the floor, right there on the floor. I would sob. I would be curled up in the fetal position and sob racking, racking sobs because I felt like a horrible human being. I felt like, um, you, you know, it was confusing and I felt uncertain and it, it, just felt so, ooh, I'm sweating just talking about it. It was so painful. Yeah. I wanted to peel my skin off. I wanted to I wanted to check out in like, you know, taking something that would make me feel better. And I, I didn't do that. But I, I went back to therapy. I mean, there was so much involved so that I could get through it. And somebody might say, well, why did you break up then if it was so awful? But now she's happier. she appears to be I think that I have had an opportunity to grow and blossom in ways that I wouldn't have otherwise and so I had to make that difficult decision for both of us
1: I have one of those um you know my uh drug and alcohol addiction played a huge part in all of my relationships but um my ex-girlfriend Gia who she and I had the same birthday same day same year She's wow. twelve hours and five minutes older than me. We met in the dungeon. She is my love, my heart. I absolutely adore her. I'm
0: hoping someday I can meet her because I you think speak I so think
1: I she's a fucking amazing human being. I hope she's listening right now. She does listen. But um, I met her, and and with when I met her, when we saw each other, it was like, oh shit, who's that? <laughs> And so we were in love, madly in love, but I had a, um, a methadone addiction that uh, is illegal in 38 states <laughs> and I needed to get off of methadone. So I moved to Salt Lake City to to taper down. It took me quite a bit of time of of slowly tapering down and she moved from New York City to be there with me, to take care of me. And one of the the kindest things I think anyone's ever done, she was my Florence Nightingale. Well, um, I was cantankerous, I was ornery. I also quit drinking because um, she you know she my alcoholism was pretty fucking bad too, and she was like, "I can't deal with this." So I did quit drinking. I was not happy about it. I was resentful of it, actually. but when I finally got to where I was remotely stable she said you know i think my work here is is done like i'm going to go back to new york city and i understood but i was devastated i was absolutely devastated but i i knew that she she was doing what was best for her and what was best for both of us really but there was no like never any love loss no animosity or anything it was just like we parted ways and our lives went different ways and it was painful
0: yeah I think that's what happened with my recent ex yeah and it was just time and
1: sometimes it runs its course right
0: yeah and you know fucking painful yeah painful even now just thinking about it it makes me teary to think about how painful that was and how much it hurt her you know I never I never wanted that
1: I mean I know that Gia wasn't didn't want to hurt me she loves me but and but it was you know it was done I think also having to see me in the condition that she saw me in I I think it's pretty hard to be attracted to someone when they're you know uh detoxing from methadone for months and months and months you know it it's not a pretty sight
0: so my heart was broken
1: uh-huh let's hear about it
0: and uh I have to say that I rearrange things in my brain <laughs> like I remember things differently than they actually happen
1: how convenient for you <laughs> yeah it is
0: it is I don't do it on purpose I think it is a defense um it's a way of protecting myself but um, when Yeah, I think of other significant relationships in my life that ended and um, the way I might tell it would be that I left or I decided and I need the people who love me, (laughs) who know me, who've been around all this time to say, that's not exactly how it happened. (laughs) Um, So I was in a relationship for 14 years once. It's the longest relationship I've ever been in. And um, the end of that was, I mean, it was a long ending, right? Because we were domestic partners. We had, everything was interwoven in our lives. We had a baby Mm -hmm. together. And um, at the end, um, there are so many pieces. You know, I, at one point I could have told a very short story about what she did. Yeah. And how, you know, that's how she broke my heart and ended our relationship. But um, really, there was so much. I want to talk about my part and how I was emotionally unavailable for her. Mm-hmm. And I was in school full time and I was working full time and um, doing. Uh, having a, a life separate from her and wanting her to have a life separate from me, encouraging her to go, you know, have friends, have people that you can go rafting and camping with because, ew, I don't like those things. And, you know, she wanted me to do all of that with her. She yeah. she thought that that's what it meant to be a good partner, to, that we did everything together. And I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, after so long, you know, we grew up, yeah. together and and it we were just changing we were different and and so um she was finding interests in other people and um, another person in particular and um things were getting harder and harder between us and she was off um, at an event with someone else traveling with someone else and when she returned um she said that she wanted to try again, that she wanted mm-hmm. to work things out. And um, I said that I was done. Mm-hmm. And um, and I moved out. I moved out of our home, and, um, we had to work out co-parenting stuff and it was really hard. And I moved into my own apartment and the whole thing was just so fucking painful, heartbreaking, awful. I acted out. I went, had sex with a man. And, <laughs> and, um, and I was just, I was crazy. I I, I really wanted to drink or use mm. drugs, which I had not mm-hmm. for a really long time. It was just so painful for me. And uh, the way I, remember the stories that I was like I'm done with this and I left but really I felt like we had left each other and my heart was breaking and, mm-hmm. and being torn out and um, we weren't communicating and I felt rejected by her mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't do anything right and um, I was shrinking I was diminishing I was so small and uncomfortable in my own home So me actually physically leaving wasn't the breakup. I feel like we broke up before then and it hurts.
1: I want to say something about this because that's it. So, you know, this is what we're doing is so that we don't have our hearts broken by each other really is I, you don't have to go snowboarding with me. I can woman, <laughs> thank God. I can have another woman go do that with me, and that's okay. And you're not my everything, I'm not your everything. So, us not doing that doesn't mean we're growing apart, it actually keeps us closer to each other. That, like, I have these things, you have all these things separate from mm-hmm. each other. And so, you know, it's not like we've even talked about our relationship ebbing and flowing like. There may come a time, I don't know, way in the future that we stop having sex or that um, we just are friends. But our, I think our relationship, it, it's going to sustain, it's going to endure all of these things that actually happen in life. People fall in love with other people. People like different things. So we have it established, like, I don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go anywhere. We can have those things and still have each other.
0: I don't know. I don't think that ethical non-monogamy is the panacea, right? It doesn't solve all of those problems. No. But yes, I agree with you that, like, in that relationship that I was in for 14 years, um, that partner said to me, it feels like we're just roommates at at one point, point." and and it was like we were just roommates but that was a point of contention a point of animosity because um we we were in a very traditional monogamous i mean traditional as far traditional as traditional
1: you know, and queer, queer
0: traditional <laughs> queer um but you know a very mononormative relationship and and so we didn't have the option of having other lovers or having you know, right. it it wasn't welcome, and in my relationship with you, it is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So I just want to circle all the way back to me moving. Oh, okay. I don't have any romantic partners here, so those relationships are not coming to an end. But heartbreak, nevertheless, is happening. I mean, there yeah. are uh, people in my life who i see in person i don't have a virtual relationship with them i don't have um a, we're not going to have like video chats that's not m- my thing Same. and yeah. so me moving away is going to change our relationships dramatically and yeah. uh, some people in my life are like fuck yeah good, you know have a great time i'm so happy for you and other people are really really hurt or heartbreak. And I do feel that, you know? And and I think like all of the stories that you and I have told today, there can be understanding and pain at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there can absolutely. Be joy and fear at the same time. Mm-hmm. There can be hope and belonging at the same time.
1: And yeah.
0: we are complex. Humans are complex. And oof. Feeling all the feelings kind of sucks sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm excited. I'm excited about our adventures together. I'm excited about this is a new chapter for both of us. And it's just open it's totally open like you know today we're talking about we don't know what's gonna happen and that's okay I'm I think I'm more comfortable in that space than you are
0: oh for sure that you you can be more flexible about not knowing but also you're not leaving anything
1: right yeah right which you know if the roles were reversed I still think I'd be comfortable.
0: I think I think you <laughs> would be too. <laughs> so um this is the last episode of this season.
1: It is of this season. And then then we get to record together in Europe.
0: Yeah. The next episode that we will record will be in Portugal.
1: Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, see you soon. I love you. Check you later. (laughs) That's another episode of my pirate wife rate review and follow the podcast and share it with someone, you know. Don Davis is a certified, comprehensive sex educator, an intimacy coach, and a confidence specialist. Tita Moyers is a professional dominatrix, an extreme body
0: modifier, and a 12-step enthusiast.